the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, glad you've tuned in, everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show, 888-933-93-888-900-3393. In the process of... um, I'm going through some technological and studio upgrades as we speak, and I caught a cold on Easter. Can you believe it? It's just, it's not, it's not fair. I just, oh, man alive, everybody in the family has this thing, and whatever the mung is, it is uh, now inside of me. So I, I apologize for any, uh, any stammering or any stuttering. Or anything that you might hear today, because frankly, uh, you know, the NyQuil is what it is. And <laughs> try to just make a go of it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Telephone number I already mentioned is 888 We're awaiting right now the press conference, which will be part of the flip around today. The press conference, uh, authorities in Cleveland, Ohio are going to update us on this, the, what's being dubbed as the Facebook killer. And in case you guys didn't hear about this, over Easter weekend, here's a guy who just randomly selected a 74-year-old victim and murdered him on Facebook. Technology can be a great thing, but it can also be rather insidious. Catching the show live, blaze.com slash radio, blaze radio smartphone app, iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher, that is uh, the way you get in touch with uh, the show on demand. You can actually download uh, these programs or listen, binge listen on your agenda. Uh, The social media platforms, Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX, Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show, and on theblaze.com, on the channel section, The Chris Salcedo Show. Um, Make sure you find us there. So yeah, uh, right now I'm looking at uh, one of our feeds and it's showing me somebody tooling around on their, on their uh, computer. Uh, this is the room. Apparently, officials are going to be stepping up there in Ohio to update uh, the press on what is happening. So we will, we will dip in as soon as they start talking. And, of course, everybody is looking for your help as far as authorities are concerned because this guy can be anywhere. They don't exactly know where he is at this point. 
some uh, some of the questions asked in an earlier press conference. Hey, we heard this guy might be in Philadelphia. Heard this guy might be here, might be there. They're looking for the public's help. So if you know who this Steve Steve Stevenson was, it Steve? Hold on a second. I got to put. I got to make sure I get this name right. Of course, <clears throat> begging your pardon, the Nyquil hasn't exactly um, hasn't exactly let go of me yet here as far as the massive effect. So I'm a uh, little stuffed up, a little distracted. Don't mind telling you guys that. So let me get over to the, uh, the Facebook page here and we'll look up all the information that we have to date. Now this guy actually claimed that uh, he had c- killed several more people, but uh, it turns out that they, they, um, they found out this wasn't exactly the case with this cat. So at any pl- at any rate uh, at any rate I should say Steve Stevenson uh, is now of course wanted by police. They're tracking him in a lot of a lot of areas. Thirty seven years old, and they're getting uh, all kinds of reports out there as far as his credit cards being pinged uh, and that kind of thing. Seventy uh, four year old victim. If you guys go on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, you'll be able to see a picture of this. Kindly, kindly old gentleman who was coming home from an Easter celebration and uh, was gunned down because this guy, he just happened to be the wrong place at the wrong time. No particular rhyme or reason. Also on the program today, we'll be dealing with Donald Trump and the obsession with some of the press uh, making Mr. Trump uh, uh, illegitimate by focusing on his taxes. Not just the press, the extreme left wing is out there and uh, having a conversation or two about this. Uh, as a matter of fact, we'll start, we'll start there because this biased reporter and there aren't, they aren't most of them at MSNBS at the NBC properties. Listen to this as she's having a conversation with Deborah Messing. She was, um, what was the name of that series she was in on NBC? Um, was it Will and I? Yeah. Will and I it was, um, uh, one of the early sitcoms mainstreaming uh, the gay lifestyle. And uh, Deborah Messing was out marching along with these individuals, and the press, of course, wanted to magnify these protests. And here was a question and answer from a completely biased reporter to the left-wing activist, actress Deborah Messing. Mr. Trump, if you have nothing to hide, then please if you care about the American people, you release your taxes so you can allow left wingers to derive something from the tax code that is not or from the taxes that are not there. Uh, the the taxes folks have descended into weapons against primarily conservatives and Republicans and the the whole issue with Donald Trump fading as he gets tough with Russia and starts to, I don't want to say glad hand, but find areas of agreement with communist China, in particular in curtailing North Korea's aggressions. And as Mr. Trump begins to lead and not being afraid to utilize American power. And, oh, that reminds me. Just really quickly, Dan, we, we put up this this Facebook post today. Many of you might not have, if you didn't hear what Dan Rather had said over the weekend, this this might not make a lot of sense. 
But Dan Rather was out saying that firing missiles doesn't make one presidential. Well, it turns out the blaze, uh, reading my mind, uh, was uh, writing up two ex-Obama officials skewering President Obama. What was it? Oh, it was Will and Grace? What did I say? Yeah, Will and I. <laughs> Will and Grace, that's right. Uh, that was De- Grace was Deborah Messing's character. Thank you on Twitter. Appreciate it. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Two ex-Obama officials skewering their former boss. These, these folks were in national security saying that his actions made the world less safe. So might I suggest to Dan Rather that, that uh, inaction also isn't presidential. And resident Obama wasn't very presidential. So at any rate, I think, I, I think what's going on here is that the press is starting to lose the narrative that this uh, new president had colluded somehow with the Russians. So you start asking for the tax returns. Uh, you start saying, oh, did he do business with the Russians at some point in the past? Can't, maybe he did business with a company that made Russian salad dressing. And then we can get him on that. There's a Russia connection. You see what I mean? So they're trying to find anything and everything. I kind of like the desperation. But it gets, it gets covered as if it is the, the number one priority. It, it gets covered as if it is the number one issue out there. And it isn't. As I said, we've got North Korea. We've got... Uh, belligerent China in the South China Sea. We've got an ever aggressive Russia and they want to talk about his tax returns. Let me ask you this. How many of you within the sound of my voice are staying up at night wondering what Donald, tax, Donald Trump's tax returns look like? Is this important to you? Well, it's important to these folks who hit the streets this weekend. The threat that the current president is to our democracy. When it comes to neutralizing, do you think that activities like this and actions like this is the way to make our voices heard? Absolutely. Now, you can't hear uh, through all the the leftist communist rhetoric in the background. But the question was to Deborah Messing uh, that Donald Trump is uh, is a threat. (laughs) This is from an MSNBS reporter. Uh, uh, do you think these types of demonstrations counteract that threat? And Deborah Messing says, oh, absolutely. So there you got MSNBS basically adopting the language of the left in an effort to promote their agenda. It's kind of disgusting. We'll talk about this and other things with our, our guests coming up on the other side of the break, folks, because I wanted to get this next guest on before Easter. It just couldn't work out because of his, because of his uh, schedule. But Lee Strobel is a man who started out as an atheist in life and became a Christian. And that in and of itself is not extraordinary. But the reason why he became a Christian was because he was seeking to debunk Jesus Christ. That's coming up next. The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. 
That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, folks, let's really, really quickly see if we can dip in and hear what's happening in this press conference. This is uh, going on right now. Uh, police are asking for the public's help in finding the wh- who's being dubbed the Facebook killer. Let's see what we can hear when we uh, head into Fox News coverage. Uh, you know, we're, we're almost uh, we're a little over 24 hours away uh, from when this incident started. And we definitely want to get it resolved as fast as possible. Uh, the, uh, the victim's family, uh, they deserve that. Uh, and the community deserves it. Uh, our reach uh, now is um, basically all over this country. Uh, our federal partners, uh, our local partners uh, have reached out to their contacts all over the country. And this is uh, what we would consider uh, a national search uh, for Steve. So we are not going to leave any stone unturned. Uh, the tips, we want them to keep coming in because we've received dozens and dozens of tips. Uh, the FBI line, please call that line if you have a tip out of the area. Uh, if you have something locally, uh, call 911. But keep those tips coming in. And we do follow up on every tip we receive. Uh, the mayor uh, has uh, conversed with the family. This administration has talked to them. Uh, we know their hearts are heavy, and we're trying to get this resolved. So with that, uh, if there are any questions, we'll open it up. Chief, is there any reason to believe he's still in the vehicle that you um, suspected he was driving at the beginning of mm-hmm. Well, right now, we don't have any reason to believe that he's not in that vehicle. Uh, you know, when these things start to evolve and, and people you know, maybe switch vehicles or things like that. You know, I mean, he's not going to go out and buy a vehicle. So usually there's some kind of crime uh, involved in securing a new vehicle. And we haven't had any reports like that so far. Chief, is there any truth that he's been spotted in Philadelphia? Uh, no, there's no truth to that. Uh, but again, we're receiving dozens and dozens of tips, and we follow up on all tips that we receive. Listening live out of Cleveland, Ohio right now, our folks' press conference, uh, the, the manhunt for Steve Stevens. Well, I, I think we're all standing here because of, you know, what unfortunately happened to, you know, one of our citizens here in the city minding his own business, going about his day on Easter. Um, I, I mean, it is personal, definitely. Chief, what have you been able to, and I apologize if this question was asked this morning, what have you been able to determine happened with this woman that he mentioned in this video that might have led to this state of mind uh, to be honest, uh, you know, we've uh, interviewed several people involved in this, and uh, I, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason for it happening. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything that we can point to specifically to say that this is what sparked this. Uh, only Steve knows that. Uh, hopefully we can find him soon, and then we'll get to talk to him and find out exactly why he did this. Have you been able to locate the people that he was talking to on the cell phone? We've located a lot of people that he's been talking to, and they've been cooperative in the investigation so far. How long was 
the uh, post up on Facebook before it was taken down? I, I can't give you the exact time frame, but uh, it was sometime yesterday. But was it, was it up for minutes, hours? Can you say? I, I couldn't tell you exactly. Chief, do you believe Stevens is still in the Cleveland area or that he has gone to another state? Uh, we don't know. You know, when these things happen, uh, there are a couple scenarios that play themselves out. Um, you know, I don't want to speculate on any of those scenarios. You know, what strikes me is the fact that here's a guy that, that broadcast his deed on Facebook, and authorities seem to have no idea where he is. They actually have him, a video of him talking about uh, ranting and raving. I'm not going to play any of that for you guys here. But it just strikes me as odd that here's a guy that's pretty overt, pretty out there in front about his depravity, and uh, police have no idea where he is. And, ...and really bring something to this case that's going to um, locate him, and, and all that's being done. Is there any evidence, though, that he's outside of Ohio? No. Chief, what about parents who are trying to deal with this, who have to talk to their children about this? What's the message you have to parents who are talking to children about this? Well, our message to uh, the community at large is to be careful. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we're in an era where things like this happen, uh, maybe not to this degree, maybe not this publicly uh, as was done. But um, we have to be careful, we have to be vigilant, and we have to watch over each other. Are you doing anything different for the game tonight, Chief? Yeah, and uh, just a, a further comment on your question, as the mayor says, you know, it's traumatizing uh, to our community, uh, to everybody, uh, not just our kids. And, uh, you know, the Division of Police, our law enforcement partners, you know, we have counselors available. Uh, we have counselors now in contact uh, uh, with the family. Um, and uh, if there is a need out there, whether it be at a school or an institution, we can arrange for counselors to come out and talk to folks. Uh, I can't give you a, a, an exact synopsis of all that, but we've searched every available location where he's either resided, uh, where he's had family members, and they've cooperated in those searches, and there have been items recovered, yes. The manhunt for Steve Stevens, folks. You're hearing the latest press conference. Apparently, authorities still have no idea where this guy is, so they're asking for the public's help. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. Are you still assuming he's armed? Yes. Yes, we, we, we definitely, uh, I think we can say without a doubt, he's armed. you know what the murder weapon was specifically? Uh, it was a pistol. I can't give you the caliber and things like that, but uh, yes, he's armed. Chief, Tracy? Did you, Chief, did, they, did you all find any video or pictures of his car the highway cameras, the cameras that they We've been looking at uh, video throughout the area. Uh, I, I don't know specifically, and our investigators would have to talk to that, if we specifically found that vehicle within a video, but uh, I mean a white, you know, newer model vehicle, there are thousands out there. Sorry, how hard is it to, to try to pinpoint? It's very hard. It, it's difficult. To, uh, I mean, again, you know, it's a white 2016 vehicle, four door, and there are thousands that travel throughout Northeast Ohio. Do you think you'll be releasing uh, Those get processed through public records, so we'll get that to you. Yeah, we'll get the tapes out, but uh, we really want to concentrate on finding Steve and bringing closure to this family. Chief, so. you talk about people snapping and accepting sort of spontaneous. Is there anything that you can talk about that led up to have financial problems, anything in this past? Again, there, there are a lot of things that go on in people's lives, and, and we at this point cannot um, 
concentrate on one issue that may or may not. Well, it sounds to me at this point, folks, they're just uh, a lot of the folks who are reporting. There's a whole lot of nothing being talked about here. Um, can you talk to me about his financial hardships? Can you talk to me about uh, the message for the community and all this kind of stuff? The message is simple. We need to find this guy. And uh, I don't know. I, I saw this story come down over the weekend and we tweeted about it and we put it on Facebook. And the only thing that came to my mind was the word evil. This is evil. Here's a guy decided he'd whip out his gun and go out and kill somebody because he could. And not only did he decide to go out and kill somebody because he could, but he also streamed it live on Facebook. And I, I don't know what rationale goes through somebody's head. Uh, that that says, oh, I got a great idea. Not only do I want to go take somebody's life, but hell, wait a minute. Let me stream it live on Facebook for what, a 15 minutes? A family's getting that, that's for sure. That's the latest update, folks, from Cleveland, um, which isn't much. They could use the public's help. If you're listening to The Blaze right now and you happen to be in, in Ohio or in some of the adjacent, adjacent states, keep your head and eyes up today. Back in a minute with Lee Strobel. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. If you have nothing to hide, then please release them. Why not? If you care about the American people, release your taxes. Where you describe the threat that the current president is to our democracy? When it comes to neutralizing them, do you think that activities like this and actions like this is the way to make our voices heard? Absolutely. The biased coverage from MSNBS, the Brian Williams Network this weekend, adopting the language of the protesters to bash Donald Trump, demanding to see his tax returns. I don't know about you folks, but I'm just kind of worried about my own coming up tomorrow on tax day. Let's talk about this and many other things with my with my next guest, Lee Strobel. He's a former award winning legal editor of the Chicago Tribune and bestselling author of more than 20 books. His classic, The Case for Christ, details his conversion to Christianity and it's being made into a major motion picture, folks, by the same title, releasing in theaters nationwide this Friday. Uh, or actually, it's already in theaters. It should be in theaters right now, about 10 days now. It's called The Case for Christ. Uh, Mr. Strobel, welcome to The Chris Salcedo Show. Thanks, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing well. I wanted you to, to put on your, your former journalist hat before we got into <laughs> your conversion. So here you have a reporter over at uh, the NBC Properties basically saying, yeah, Mr. Trump's a threat. And uh, what, do you, what do you think about it? Is, is this how you neutralize that threat? I, I, I don't think I've, I've seen, and I think I've seen the, the press pretty bad in the past. I think this is a whole new level. What is your take as a guy who used to do what they do? Well, you know, I get young people who come up to me all the time t uh, saying that they're interested in going into a career in journalism and asking for advice. And I don't know what to tell them anymore. I, I really don't. Uh, it, it's not like it was when I was a journalist at the Chicago Tribune, uh, back when we were trained to be fair, to be balanced, to tell both sides, not to take a position, uh, to not let our biases be known one way or the other, but to tell the story as it is. 
Um, that's not what we have anymore. And, uh, you know, the whole idea that the Supreme Court um, has endorsed, called the marketplace of ideas, is that um, you, you let falsehood and truth grapple it out unhindered in the marketplace of ideas so the truth will emerge. Well, the problem is the marketplace of ideas is not uh, allowing in uh, all different viewpoints. And uh, consequently, we have kind of a skewed um, uh, marketplace that um, may or may not yield truth. So, you know, this is a dangerous time in which we live. Uh, the dynamics of uh, newspapers um, uh, unable to make money, going bankrupt, um, uh, circulation dropping. You know, we used to have uh, full-time teams of investigative reporters at the Chicago Tribune who would spend months on a story. Um, mm -hmm. Newspapers can't afford that anymore. Um, you know, Craigslist has stolen away the classified ads. Um, circulation has dropped. Even my old Chicago Tribune uh, went through bankruptcy. So I think we're facing tough times as a republic uh, when we can't trust the fourth estate anymore. Well, uh, no truer words. And you mentioned the word truth in there uh, several times, and it kind of pivots nicely into what you and I are going to talk about, which is there seems to be one power that can cut through all this garbage. And mm. uh, you've experienced it firsthand as we're coming off the holiest celebration, the holiest day in the Christian calendar, which, of course, yesterday being Easter. Uh you started out as as an atheist, and you you viewed Christianity as a as an infection into your home, or as a as a, a cult coming into your home. Describe your describe your story. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, I was an atheist. My wife was agnostic, uh, and then through the influence of a neighbor, she began to go to church to check things out, and then she came up to me and told me she made a big decision that she was going to be a follower of Jesus which I thought as an atheist was the worst possible news I could get. Um, the first word that went through my mind was divorce. Um, I thought she was going to turn into some holy roller or something, was going to spend all her time on skid row serving the poor or whatever. It was not what I signed up for. And uh, so I, ultimately I decided to take my journalism training and my legal training and uh, disprove Christianity. I, I knew if I could disprove the resurrection of Jesus, then the whole thing would come tumbling down like a house of cards. So uh, I focused uh, for about two years of my life investigating the minutiae of the historical data concerning the resurrection of Jesus, ultimately becoming convinced that uh, the data points powerfully and persuasively toward the truth of that event. Yeah, and you, and you actually looked at this as a chance to save your marriage and a chance to save right. your family. You were going to disprove this, this whacked-out idea of the right. as resurrection of Jesus Christ and Describe that moment when the light bulb went off and said, oh, my goodness. Well, it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon on November the 8th of 1981 when uh, I realized, as I reviewed all the evidence I'd looked at over that two years, including the nine ancient sources inside and outside the New Testament, confirming and corroborating the conviction of the disciples that they encountered the resurrected Jesus, uh, including a report that goes back to within months of his death, uh, too quick to be a, just merely a legend, and I looked at all this evidence, and I thought, you know, in light of this avalanche of evidence that points so powerfully toward the truth of Christianity, I realized it would take more faith to maintain my atheism than to become a Christian. It was like, it was like the scales tipped, and uh, I became convinced based on the data that Jesus is who he claimed to be. Lee Strobel is our guest right now, folks. The Case for Christ is the book, and it's been made into a movie. It's been in uh, circulation, what, 10 days now? Uh, what what yeah. are some of the reviews coming in, Lee? What have you heard about oh the movie? Oh, my gosh. 
We've had such incredible response. In fact, uh, CinemaScore, which interviews people as they leave mo- uh, movies, uh, rated us A+, which is very rare. There's only about two movies a year that get an A-plus rating. Our score on um, Rotten Tomatoes has been incredibly high. Um, we've just had a terrific response. We've expanded to 500 more theaters uh, because of the response. And uh, we're the number nine uh, movie in the country. So wow. we're thrilled with, uh, with the response of the public. Yeah, I can. Have you seen the Passion of the Christ? Mel Gibson's offering. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I have I have talked to individuals who say that, and that is part of our Easter ritual too. Yeah. That uh, your movie, your movie, The Case for Christ, is also one of those one of those movies that will quickly become a Christian classic, and that individuals will want to be uh, maybe watching during their, their the Easter celebration. That uh, for Catholics, it's a forty day. Uh, celebration, sure. if you will, of the resurrection of Christ. So, uh, the case yeah. for Christ is the name of the movie, folks. And where's a where's a website, Lee? Folks can go to to check out where it's airing. Thecaseforchristmovie.com is the website. By the way, we've had incredible endorsements from the Catholic community, including the Archbishop of uh, Philadelphia, the Archbishop of Washington D.C. So, uh, great uh, ecumenical response because this is something we can all rally around: the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, and and miracles happen. It's just it's. Your story is so uplifting to a lot of folks, and I appreciate you sharing it. Lee Strobel, everybody. The Case for Christ is the name of the movie. And, sir, I appreciate you carving out time for the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad to do it, Chris. Listen to you all the time. God bless. Thank you. Appreciate that. Folks, we'll get more into the day's news coming up on the other side of the break. You found the Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The antidote to the Brian Williams Press. The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is how bad it got, folks. It was the basket of bias press. They they made a story out of their perceived problems they had with Trump's planning for the Easter egg hunt. It's no secret many reporters and pundits on the cable news networks like CNN dislike the Trump administration, but a recent report, and I'm going to put report in air quotes, because I, you can't classify this as news. You can't classify it as a report. This is a, a, a kneecapping, a, a hit job. Uh, who was writing this? This is uh, Justin Haskins on The Blaze writing this. Uh, President Trump, they were, they were criticizing President Trump for his handling of the White House Easter egg roll. It, it, and this was more, more ludicrous, he writes, than usual. In a segment titled... Egg roll scramble. CNN anchor, and I'm putting air quotes around anchor, Dave Briggs, brought on New York Times reporter Julie Hirschfeld to discuss Hirschfeld to discuss the Trump administration's alleged mishandling of upcoming White House uh, Easter event. Presidents facing some major tests for the past few weeks, and add this one to the list: a major test. So you've got, you know, North Korea. Nuclear missiles, you've got China, the militarization of the South China Sea, you've got the Russians uh, constantly belligerent and, uh, you know, invading our allies. And then you've got the Easter egg roll. And CNN used the, 
the Easter egg roll as an event to bash Donald Trump. Well, here it was today, folks. Earlier on the day, as the kids all gathered, as they typically do at the White House for this event. We're going to do cards for soldiers a little bit. Melania and Barron and myself are going downstairs. We're going to sign some cards to our great troops, the cards for troops. And uh, we look forward to that. And then we're going to come out and enjoy you and, and uh, enjoy your company for a, a roll, a great Easter egg roll. And I don't know if we're going to be successful, but I know a lot of people down there are going to be successful. I've seen those kids, and they're highly, highly competitive. That I can tell you. All right, so that, so that was Donald Trump. Now, we're going to hear from the First Lady here in a second. But honestly, uh, the, the fact that CNN would utilize this, this annual event as a mechanism to criticize Donald Trump as a major event. Now, it was a, social, a major social event. It's been done since the since the 1800s but i mean come on really really i just want to thank first lady melania trump she's really worked hard on this she has been working on this for a long time to make it perfect and we wanted to keep it just right so i want to just uh, ask her to speak but before she speaks i want to congratulate her on this wonderful wonderful day we're going to have a lot of people a lot of people and they're going to have a great time. So, Melania, thank you very much. And, Baron, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. And then the First Lady steps up to the microphone, and then she uh, has her uh, say. Now, of course, broken English and all, but very elegant. And th- this is the only, the only drawback uh, to hearing the First Lady speak, is that you, you, you can't see the poise and elegance with which she is speaking. You just hear the, you know, the, the, not, not the, the great command of the English language. First Lady, Melania Trump. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Welcome to the White House. This is the first time that my husband and I hosting this wonderful tradition. And it's great that you are all with us today. I hope you have a great time with many activities. I want to thank Military Band, all the staff, and volunteers who work tirelessly to ensure that you have memorable experience. Well, wait a minute. I mean, I, this, this was supposed to be a debacle, according to the, the, the great reporting out of CNN. It was supposed to be a complete and utter farce, but that wasn't happening and didn't happen. So one wonders how credible CNN's reporting is on this. Well, you have to wonder about how credible any of the basket of bias reporting has been. Remember, we were talking about this hour, how Deborah Messing had her, um, uh, shall we say, bra in a twist over over no tax returns from Donald Trump. There's a little bit of a problem, though. The, the tax returns that have leaked out. This is what happened the last time we um, uh, got treated to some of Donald Trump's tax returns. Well, I think you have to see it through the light of what President Trump wants to do next. He wants to do tax reform next. He's going to need Democrats to do that. And already we've heard from uh, Senator Schumer that they're going. Democrats are going to make an issue about his tax returns. If he wants to do tax reform, they want to see his returns. Um, That's Jennifer Griffin over at Fox News Sunday this weekend and basically saying that the Democrats, even though you, the people, are burdened under the tax code, the 75,000-page monstrosity, Democrats don't care about that. The, all they're going to do is use this, use this as a mechanism to, to damage Donald Trump. They don't care about doing anything good for you. It's all about 
getting at Donald Trump. I will point out that when uh, MSNBC uh, received his tax returns from 2005, it did show that he had paid $38 million that year in federal... 38 million bucks that Donald Trump had paid to the to the Treasury. I, I was re- remembering um, uh, the, health, the, the housing secretary's comments on... On taxes and how well, first off, uh, you know Benjamin Carson said the 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 tax code is so cumbersome, you know, all seventy five thousand pages of it, that nobody can fully comply with every drop and tittle. And if some, if you make an enemy inside of government, they can utilize that tax code to to get you, and that's what and that's what it's used used for primarily is by liberals and by Democrats to punish people with whom they politically disagree. We saw that with the Internal Revenue Service, and now we're seeing it in the streets as, as the Deborah Messings of the world want to utilize the, the tax code to damage Donald Trump because he made, he made money. Oh my gosh, he made money. We all know how disparaging that can be. We all know how awful that is, unless you're a liberal, unless you're giving it to the right causes, you know, liberalism and the, and the reduction of liberty and freedom in, in the world and in this country. That's those are the good causes that Deborah Messing supports, you know, people like her making millions upon millions of dollars and paying and paying taxes. So long as you support the abolition of freedom, you're you're a okay as far as the leftists are concerned. Federal income taxes, that was a rate of about 25 percent. It was higher than what Bernie Sanders paid that year. So it's hard to understand what he is hiding and why he is not showing these tax returns. Well, well, again, what, what is he hiding? Well, it didn't turn out so well again for the libs the last time, folks, when they when they found out that he was paying an effective rate of 25 percent of his income. Twenty five percent was his effective tax rate. And that begs the question, why are they so eager to figure out what else he's done? And I, and I know what this where this is all going. They're trying to find some sort of Russia connection. They're trying to say, oh, we can't take the burden off the American people because it might benefit Donald Trump. Trust me, that's what Democrats are about ready to do. Oh, if it affects the rich, we can't do anything. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.